Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Uh, today, our guest is Justin Grimes. Thanks for being on the show, Justin. Yeah, thanks a lot, Whitney. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Justin is a he's real in real estate and uh, business investing. Uh, it was a hobby, but now it's a necessity, and I, I really I appreciate that. I, I've heard that story an, a few couple times in his story, and I'm ready for him to tell us a little more about how he got into this and how it became a necessity. And he, he's also the host of the Cash Flow Hustle, which I highly recommend. Highly recommend you checking that out, uh, Justin. Would you give us a little more about your background, how you got into real estate? Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know the kind of I guess ultimate catalyst that got me and my family started in this uh, occurred in May of 2016 uh, when we lost my father in an auto accident. And, uh, you know, so a lot of things changed in our life at that point. One of those was what we were going to do for my mom, who's a retired school teacher, to supplement income. So, you know, through that time, we kind of, we took probably, I don't know, nine months or so and didn't do anything. Uh, But in you know, kind of the background, I was researching different things to, uh, you know, I guess ultimately create and grow wealth uh, through reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then kind of going down that rabbit hole and all these other things that get your mind thinking about different ways than just a W-2 job. So um, what we ended up doing was putting that money in the, uh, some money in the stock market. Uh, that was all I knew stocks and bonds. I knew somebody in that space. And for the time being, that was a great place to be. You know, things have been on the up and up for quite a while. Uh, when we record this, it's, it's uh, a little bit of a fluctuating time, uh, but, and that's what that, that, uh, space does. Yeah. So it, it has cycles and valleys and peaks and all that stuff. So what we weren't interested in doing was, I guess, waking up every morning and having just massive swings in uh, what she had in her retirement account, which, you know, she's drawing down, you know, on a monthly or quarterly basis. We were looking for something stable that could provide distributions that she could kind of budget and plan on. So anyway, down that, we went to try to find different real estate opportunities. And what I came across was multifamily uh, apartment investing and really enjoyed you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff. It's, uh, I don't know what it was like before 2016 when I started getting involved in the space, but there's just a ton of great content out there. And so I, I was able to, you know, kind of self-educate myself for a bit and then begin slowly as I became comfortable enough, um, you know, networking and meeting some of these people who do this, uh, you know, for a living. And yeah, so that's kind of how the journey got started. Awesome. So pretty much, you, like you said, you it was a hobby, but it became a necessity. You wanted to find a way for your mother to, to have some passive income, to invest better than what you found in the stock market. Um, so, you know, you first turned to the stock market, you know, why not uh, Why not just ride the stock market out like, like I hear so many people talk about? So what we kind of did, so I've got a younger brother and then my mom and we sit down and what are our goals and, you know, kind of where does it rank on our priorities as far as growth versus stability. 
so what we decided was, you know, we've got some decent diversification. So in the real estate syndication space, particularly, we're involved in mobile home park, multifamily, and self-storage. And then even within each of those segments, we've got different partners that uh, are in different geographic regions around the U.S. So um, when we started out, we had all of our stuff in one particular city. And what we decided, just like with the stock market, we just didn't want all of our eggs in one basket. So we do still have some stuff in stocks and bonds that are, you know, just kind of there. And they do bring value for us uh, in the tool that they're in as far as providing some levels of liquidity and things like that to borrow against and things that, that we want to do as, as we uh, kind of go through, you know, we're kind of learning, we're new to all this stuff. So I try and read and, and listen to as much as I can and then execute and just don't make a real big mistake. You know, mistakes will be made, but try to keep those to a minimum. <laughs> sure. So why don't you talk to maybe the passive investor that's listening now that says, you know, okay, I, I've, I do have, I'm realizing or I'm learning that I've got all my eggs in the basket, in one basket, maybe as just in the stock market. And I feel like I need to diversify like you have, Justin, you know, what are some ways that you self-educated, like you said, to, to make sure you were making a good move into, into real estate? Yeah, I, um, podcasts were one of the best ways. So I still have a W2 job and my job is about it's a commute about 20 to 25 minutes and which is pretty tame in Houston. So uh, anyway, within that time, I'm able to kind of have some windshield time. Yeah. And with two little kids, um, that's awesome. So <laughs> very fortunate to have that quiet time And what I decided to use that on is podcasts or audiobooks and things like that. So, you know, my recommendation is to, you know, there's a plenty of, of content out there, I think, through your search, you'll be able to see who has, you know, built solid communities and followings and things like that with some real substance, not just people who are necessarily, you know, writing a book and, and uh, talking about it, rather they're executing on the, the things that they're talking about, whether that's a podcast or a book or whatever. So that's one of the, the main things, uh, I guess, as far as getting started out. So, so you started educating yourself you learned you wanted to go into real estate, you know, what was really the next steps you took, you know, as far as figuring out how to invest into real estate? What, what did you do to actually, uh, you know, where did the rubber meet the road? Yeah. After kind of that educational time, uh, period that we had, I started reaching out to these operators or, uh, you know, people who are putting this indications together and trying to learn a little bit about them, build relationships. You know, we've got this amount of money, uh, you're, interested in putting these deals together. How does it work? And they're, you know, everyone that uh, I've reached out to, I guess we hadn't invested with all of them, but you know, I'm common. Uh, it's, it's typical that through that kind of vetting process that I've gone through, which is, you know, just through networking, uh, who have you used in these situations? What's the reputation? What's their performance? Things like that. You know, I mean, we've been able to build a solid team. So, Yep. So what, what are maybe some things we should be looking for when you're, when you're, you know, you're vetting those, those syndicators or those operators, what are some things you looked for that, that maybe we should consider when we're talking to them and asking questions and following up with other people who have used them? A couple things I think that really stick out for us. Um, number one is, is alignment of interest. So, 
Uh, is the syndicator themselves invested in this uh, opportunity? Uh, do they have some skin in the game uh, or are they strictly, uh, you know, plan uh, in this arena with our money? And if they lose it, you know, we, we're sorry about that, but there's no, uh, you know, fear of losing their own money in it. So all the people that we participate with have that uh, as well as, you know, when I talk to these people, uh, guys and gals, um, I like to hear about capital preservation and the importance of, you know, them understanding that this amount of money, whether it's, you know, the minimum that they're accepting at this point or, you know, uh, the maximum, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's, it means something, uh, to our family, to my mom's future and things like that. So it's very personal. So I like to talk about, you know, capital preservation and, uh, what their plans are for executing a, a business plan that isn't built on assumptions that are unrealistic and things like that. So, so you said you interviewed, you know, maybe numerous operators and you hadn't invested with all of them yet, but, but there was a few that you had, what really stood out about the ones that you, that you have invested with compared, you know, as opposed to the ones that you didn't invest with? Yeah. I, I'm interested in getting started out in, in some of this space as well. And I think, Ultimately, for me, it, it came down to, um, you know, performance and track record, not necessarily that they needed to do, you know, 20 deals or 20 years worth of experience, but who on their team uh, do they have access to that has executed these types of deals um, on the general partner side of things, um, I'd say was was one of the biggest, um, you know, determining factors for who, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, interested in growing and, and helping the, the, you know, new people get into new things and stuff like that. But I don't want to be the guinea pig either. So, you know, and, and speaking to that a little bit, getting into new things, I know I've heard your story about, you know, how your I think your first flip, you know, I think you lost quite a bit of money on, on the first one, but it was a great learning experience. Right. And, and so, you know, maybe you could talk about that story a little bit and then, and then just really tell, you know, even the listeners who are, are getting into this business, syndication business, you know, maybe some things that, that, that align with what you, what you learned. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, the first thing, um, so I, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and got going and um, we talked a little bit about why syndications in particular and for my mom in her situation, she's able to invest as an accredited investor. So uh, in my situation, I'm not. So I, I needed to look at some other avenues to uh, generate some additional streams of income was my goal. So uh, my wife and I took a swing uh, on a deal that, uh, you know, we we uh, were new to it. We thought we'd built out, you know, some, some team members and, uh, you know, some people that uh, we could uh, count on, I guess, ultimately. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't do uh, enough due diligence and we made some mistakes, uh, you know, for example, um, and some of these were preventable and some of them were simply just once in a lifetime events, perhaps. I don't know. Um, anyway, you know, we went over on budget. We had uh, issues with contractors executing work um, on schedule. And, um, you know, uh, I was traveling at the time for my W-2 job and trying to get the work uh, inspected. And there were things that would be missed while I was gone. And so, um, 
one of the bigger things that comes into play perhaps for for syndicators as well as just just in general real estate were surveys um, that uh, I didn't get done on a, about a, a little over an acre of land and when it came time for me to sell the property uh, the title company the new one uh, found some mistakes so uh, ultimately I had to sell less than what I had bought and you know, the, uh, I don't know a whole lot about title companies and insurance and things like that, but the particular one I used wasn't very, at least to purchase, was not very interested in making that situation right. So, uh, I got left holding the bag on that. So, um, you know, we, <laughs> I feel like we could, we could talk, uh, quite a bit. I had termites on that thing by the time we tried to sell it, just all kinds of, of crazy stuff. So, um, when you get in into the space, whether you're new, uh, whatever, now what we do with a business partner, you know, we've got some buying criteria that we'll go in with, uh, you know, get some basic inspections done, have a clean survey that's up to date, uh, you know, so ultimately, uh, mistakes will be made like we talked about. Um, it's whether or not you learn from those and prevent those from happening again, ultimately, that kind of defines whether or not you're going to be successful in this space or others. Uh, syndications, that is, uh, you know, apartments, self-storage, any of that. So, Justin, what, what would you say is the one thing that's contributed to your success up to this point? Um, you know, I think um, being able to uh, take inventory of, of all the things that I've learned and, and you know, do the research, who, uh, who do I think could be a good team member for us, uh, and then trying to build that relationship, you know, all the people that we have, uh, invested with, I feel like we've got some level of, of friendship or, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly a business aspect to it, but, uh, there's some personal relationship there that, uh, I think has been important, uh, helps me, uh, I guess sleep at night as well as have confidence that, um, you know, what I'm putting my family's money into is something that, uh, you know, that, that we can all have some level of comfort with. What's some way recently that you've improved your business, your real estate business that, that we can all apply to our business? Yeah, I was looking with uh, a buddy today. We are using uh, kind of a project management uh, platform called Trello, which is free, at least the version that we have. And uh, one of the things I did wrong on my first flip was have very clear milestones and objectives in place that you know, you call them a draw or a, a milestone or whatever. Um, but until that's achieved, there's no additional draw. So uh, you may be half done with draw one and draw two, but until draw one is done, we can't go to draw two. So that's the way we set up the schedule. So just sticking to that, um, you know, it helps me when I'm, uh, you know, traveling or anything else to stay abreast of that situation. And then once the full uh, draw schedule or checklist on the first scope of work is done, then I can go take a visit, walk through, inspect it and all that good stuff without, you know, trying to run over there every day and see who's doing what and all that. So that's our approach there. That's, that's something we're doing at this point. So before we have to go, what, what are some other things or if there is ways that you could help somebody that's just getting into this business, maybe a couple of key things that they need to do before they pull the trigger on that you know, would you say, would you lead them to doing flips or would you lead them to maybe doing more of a syndication business or apartments or what's your take on that now that you're experienced in flipping and investing passively? 
Yeah, I think there's, it just depends so much on your, your unique scenario. So if you have access to capital uh, and do qualify as an accredited investor, then I think the benefits uh, with the passivity of it, as well as the taxes and, and you know, there's just some really amazing things that come with, um, you know, multifamily in particular, just commercial syndication space. So uh, if you have access to that, uh, to, to invest passively, I, I would go that route. Um, you know, certainly what I'm doing with the mortgage note creation business and kind of the flip model is more of a job, you know, it's not passive. I, I don't have a, a team built out in place yet. That's the goal, uh, ultimately, but it's, uh, definitely not passive at all. So, you know, I think you just get, you got to understand what you want to focus on, where you want to spend your time and understand, uh, really, you know, how you plan on executing that based on what your goals are, I guess, define what your goals are and then reverse engineer it from there so that you can define what your path needs to be. Uh, and there's no doubt about it. It's the path that you line out will inevitably change. So you have to be willing to pivot and uh, go with the flow. That's good advice there. You definitely have to be willing to pivot and improve mm-hmm. and change your plans. Yep. So Justin, tell the listener how they can learn more about you and, and your podcast and your business. Yeah, sure. Uh, the website is thecashflowhustle.com. And, uh, you know, the email address is jgrimes at thecashflowhustle.com. Uh, the podcast, The Cashflow Hustle. Uh, you know, anybody who wants to reach out on the website or email or anything like that and talk about maybe what they're uh, looking to do in the syndication space or passively or actively, what I'd be looking for as an investor and things happy to hop on a call and yeah, talk shop a little bit. Great. Thank you so much, Justin, for your time and being on the show. I appreciate the listeners being on the show today and and I hope you'll go to the Facebook group so you can interact with guests like Justin and and we can all learn this business together and, and improve our business. And we will speak to all of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.